0: Welcome back to the Sluttrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna D, aka The Professional Goddess, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money. On my podcast, I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and now 1% OnlyFans creator. I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So, my dear solopreneurs and my boss bitches in training, grab your notebooks, put on your crown, and if you're a new listener, it's an honor to have you here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. All right, sluts, we have an important
1: episode in store for you today. Catherine is the only consultant and she creates business strategies for OnlyFans models and dancers. Featured in the New York Post, she is a judgment free accountant whose financial services will help you succeed with your tax prep, bookkeeping, and slutty LLC setup. Make sure to stick around to hear about the discounts we have for her services and the free spreadsheets she provides for sex workers. So let's welcome Catherine. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on the show today.
2: Hello. I'm
1: so happy to be here. She's
3: here. This is her first podcast, everyone.
1: She's in good hands. So, what made you interested in the accounting space, particularly for sex
2: workers? What, what sparked that interest? So initially just hearing about OnlyFans. So I worked at traditional CPA firms for a few years. It was super boring. I wrote it off forever. I quit. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. I was actually working as a barista. And then I had a friend who was an OnlyFans model. And we were just like casually talking. And I was like, yeah, you know, everything you do is a write-off. And she's like, What? And I'm like, sis, yeah. She's like, yo, no one knows this. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm about to be the accountant for OnlyFans models. And then it just has kind of spawned from there. So that was like November of 2020.
1: I feel like in the community it's just it's clearly not talked about and we all have to kind of fend for ourselves because even myself, I've walked into accountants offices and I'm like, well, it's an entertainment company and I, I kind of have to feel the room. And if it's a man, I immediately feel like shy to say I'm on OnlyFans. I'm like, he's going to look me up right after this. It's its totally I mean, it just makes you it's its that shame that society kind of gives us for for being sexy. But The accountant I have, he's like, no, that's that is an entertainment company. That is a job. You, we need to get you on payroll. All these things, and I have been blessed to have that support by him. But it's like, well, where are the rest of him? Why isn't there a fucking firm for sex workers? Like, what is what's the government so scared of sex?
2: Why is that? There is no reason, though. As far as I'm concerned, sex work is real work, and it's a basic human right to file your taxes, and the government should be on board with everyone filing their taxes. And for a lot of these platforms, you're actually getting a 1099, which is a federal tax document. So it's the same tax treatment for real estate agents, for insurance brokers, for literally every other independent contractor. So there is no reason there should be any taboo around this income. It, makes, it really makes no sense to me. I thought the same thing. I was surprised no one else was doing it. I was like, this doesn't seem that crazy of a, like, of a business to start. But there's very few accountants that are sex work friendly.
1: So we were discussing what we may not talk about. And one of the things you brought up was FSSW. And that is a full service sex worker who engages in sexual intercourse for currency. This is more of in the physical world and not so much the virtual sex work. So I understand it's a little touchy because it's federally illegal and you're not allowed to take business expenses against that income. So I'd love your opinion on this because this information isn't readily available. It's not standard for accountants to even have this conversation. So what would you suggest to that sex worker and
2: possibly how to protect themselves? Yeah, I mean... Every dollar that you earn is taxable if you're doing something that's federally illegal or not. So it's like the same for like cannabis dispensaries, basically. So you should still claim your income, but you're likely not going to be able to take any expenses against that income. This is case by case. It's state by state. All of the tax, not advice, everything tax related that we're about to talk about is like not Mm -hmm. blanket. It's like Mm -hmm. very much specific per person. So I would say call me and we will do our best. (laughs) To get through To that. get yeah. you, get your taxes done. Yeah. To get through it. Cause it's, it's very case by case, but you should still file your taxes because otherwise you have no income on the book. So you can never get a credit card. You can't get a loan. You can't get a car. And there's no reason why that shouldn't be.
1: I remember at the strip club, there were girls making a copious amount of money. And, you know, I, it was pretty clear that no one was crediting that you made that much income, like documenting it first. Claiming it? Yes. Claiming it. <laughs> So these strippers are making a lot of money and I'm having a feeling they're not claiming it. But it makes me think about waitressing. It's it's pretty much the same with your tips and whatnot. You know, what should go through your head when that money is coming in in cash and you're like, I'm not going to claim this.
2: Yeah, you definitely want to claim. I'm a tax professional. I got to tell you, you have to claim all of it. Whatever numbers mm-hmm. you give me is what I put on your tax return. But you want to make sure that you're, you're claiming all of your income because you know banks, they're going to be looking at your self-employment net income when they're going to approve you for a mortgage, for a car loan, for a credit card. Like It's a long-term game. You're probably going to owe. That's just the nature of being self-employed. But your future self will thank you if you actually have money on the books. So let me ask you this. The baby
1: accountants or excuse me we we call uh, in the sex work world we call ourselves accountants as well. It's kind of like a cover up word. So for the baby only fans models or the ones who just start webcamming, you know, they make an account they link their personal bank to receive this money and they're anticipating a 1099. What should they start to think about at the very basic beginning when it comes to taxes? Like, What are the the golden three rules and and so forth to get this side hustle into more of a business? And, And perhaps is there a number that they should be, is it like their first thousand dollars they make that they think, oh, now it should be a business versus just a side
2: hustle? I mean, it's already a business. The day that you fill out your W-9 on any of these platforms, it's a small business in the eyes of the IRS. You're a sole proprietor by default. So I would suggest you start a separate bank account. This is like the number one golden rule. I literally scream it all day on my social media, but it's that important. It can be a separate personal checking account. It doesn't need to be a business account literally start a separate personal checking account and have all of your OnlyFans income be deposited into that account. If you're on multiple platforms, if you're on Fansly, Chatterbait, the whole nine, all of that goes into the same account. Mm -hmm. Use the corresponding debit card for your business-related expenses, which we can do a deep dive into after this. But you want to make sure that your business income is separate from the bank account that you're getting your W-2s in. That's like number one, step one.
1: So you could go in the bank and just open that separate personal account. Are they going to start asking questions as to what type of business it is and how would one think about answering those questions? Because the banks are crazy. The banks
2: are crazy. So I would, it's kind of tough because I haven't had any of my clients get their accounts closed, but I know that that's something that happens a lot in the industry. Um, But I haven't seen it from Phoenix specifically. But you know, you're an entertainment business. It's exactly what it is. This is performing arts. This is, you know, social media monetization. So you want to think about expenses that are related to you earning income in this manner. Mm-hmm. And then start thinking about what would be considered a business expense. What are things that you absolutely have to buy? What do you absolutely have to spend money on in order to have your business thrive, in order to operate your business as a social media monetizer?
1: And my accountant even suggested when we were creating my entertainment company, he was like, look, you are monetized on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, so many collaboratory opportunities, whether it's a company sending me clothes and paying me to post it. These are all in line with the entertainment company. So to me, it was like, you can go into the bank with this idea that you are a content creator and... You know, showing your face on a webcam site or OnlyFans, you are still a content creator. Whether you take your clothes off or not, you don't have to disclose that to anyone. Like, that's no one's d- information to be had. So, going in as, you know, you're an entertainer, you create content, you're a social media influencer, anything along those lines is to me the best wording. But I have heard, you know, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, some of these bigger institutes, especially in the past few months, have cracked down. So possibly looking at smaller banking institutions, just doing a quick Google search and reading some Reddit forms, seeing the experience sex workers have had. But I think going into it and knowing that you are an entertainer, I mean it's it's just like being a burlesque dancer or an exotic dancer, all of these things, they all fall under the same umbrella. So I think that's an important part but I love that you said the second you sign up you're in it the you're making a business and then we start to question the LLC because now we're talking a few hundred dollars to invest in the LLC I think with legalzoom.com it's about 800 ish so when's that teetering point to really consider filing for an LLC. Yep. A few
2: things to talk about for LLCs. So it's going to vary depending on your state. Everyone gets super excited about Delaware LLCs and Wyoming LLCs. It's not necessary if you're like this small of a business owner. If you're a multimillion dollar corporation, it's a different conversation. Yeah. But LLCs run between, yeah, $500 and $1,000 depending on your state. It's actually a write-off to form an LLC. LLCs do not equal tax savings. Your tax treatment is exactly the same if you have an LLC or if you don't. The difference is is that your personal liability is protected in the event that you are sued or go bankrupt. So you know, I work a lot with dancers and I work with OnlyFans models and I work with Sugar Babies as well. So out of those three, I would first suggest an OnlyFans model would get an LLC first because often you're engaged in different contracts. So Mm -hmm. If you are working with a management company, if you have, if you're signed with a manager, if you, ha- if you're employing anyone, if you have subcontractors, an assistant, photographers, collabs, you want to make sure those agreements are set up between your LLC and either the other entity or that individual. Because if something goes south, which as we know is entrepreneurs and business, there's always some shit going on. You want to make sure that you are protected. You are protected, and it's a simple thing that you can put in place. Another thing with LLCs is that you get an EIN number with it, which is like a social security number for your small business. That's an identifying number federally. And that will allow you to actually open up a business bank account. So we were talking previously about bank accounts. We were talking about personal checking accounts. With the EIN, you're then allowed to get a actual business bank account, which then allows for business activity.
1: When I opened a credit card uh, with American Express, for some reason, my first one was with my personal social security number. And I should have done my due diligence and made sure when I added a business card to that account that it went through an EIN number, which I have with my LLC, so that my credit wouldn't have been hurt when we fell into a, a bit of debt. So the EIN number is really important because it separates your personal credit score and, and it gives it to the business, which is a whole nother entity. So that's super fucking important. Like, you know, we don't want our girls going in debt and fucking up our
2: personal credit scores. So important. It's very important. It is. I mean, it really is. And it's so simple. I mean, like you're saying, and then you're able to actually build business credit. So if you have the business account open and you have money growing through it, for two years. And then when you go to start a new project and you want to get a loan, when you go to the bank, they'll actually have an EIN number and they'll show business activity and you'll have a better chance of getting a business loan. And then your personal credit is not on the line.
1: So when I got my one of my pr- credit cards for my entertainment company, they were like, what name do you want on the credit card? And I said, can you put
2: Goddess Rebecca? And they totally did. <laughs> I love it. That's another thing about LLCs. I would not start an LLC in your personal name. I would start yes. in goth, Rebecca. That's a great idea. A, it's fun. And it's a, it's a layer of protection against your, your personal identity. When the 1099 gets issued to the IRS, it gets issued to your business. And you can use a separate address. That's not your personal address. You can use um, a registered service agent address. So it's like a generic address in your state. So it's just one less way for people to be able to trace you and have your identities be separate.
1: Yes, 100%. I'm going to drop my legal Zoom referral link in the, the episode notes because when I first LLC'd, I did not have a registered agent. So when you Googled my LLC, my personal address came up. So I think it's less than maybe a $100 a year ish, give or take. And LegalZoom puts their address. So if you get any sort of say someone comes after you, it's not going to go to your personal address, any documents are going to filter through the registered agent. So protection is super important. So I want to talk about payroll, because the first year I made a 100 grand on OnlyFans, my accountant was like, okay, we need to create a payroll and have yourself as an employee of your business. So why is having a payroll important in that aspect under your LLC?
2: Yes. So in order to have payroll, you first have to have an LLC. Second, you have to have it taxed as an S corporation. There are additional expenses to starting an S-corporation and there's pros and cons to doing so. So just by starting your LLC, like we're saying you're taxed the same as you would be as a sole proprietor or a normal independent contractor. Once you're netting $60,000, which is income less expenses, once that number is $60,000, you should talk to a tax professional about having your LLC being taxed as an S-corporation. And that will allow you to pay yourself out in a w2 and you can save on self-employment tax. You can have it optimized for the qualified business income deduction, which is a whole other podcast, but it's, you know, being tax compliant and maximizing your your deductions and leveraging your small business. We've been setting them up for clients this summer. It's been saving between, you know, 5 and like $85,000 depending on how much you're making. But it's only worth it to do so when you're netting 60k. But Yeah, you probably saw a huge difference in your tax return, I'm sure.
1: Yes. And for the newbies, your gross income is what you make before all the fees are taking out. Like the net is, think about the money trickling through a net is like your bottom line. So if I paid $10 for a product and I sold it, for 30. My gross income is 30, but my net income is 20 because I have to take off the 10. And it actually might be less because you have to take off all the overhead costs and the shipping and so forth. So our girl for a few years, I didn't know what the fuck gross and net was. I thought my gross is what I was making. I was so
2: fine and dandy with that.
1: (laughs) So it's good to know the difference.
2: Yes. Yes. Good to know the difference. Remember like, I think of like a net, like you're netting something, like you're Mm -hmm. scooping something that's like what's left over after
1: so I know documents aren't the most fun to talk about, but off the top of your head, are there any documents that the sluts can jot down that might be imperative in the the sex work industry to have when it comes to taxes?
2: Yep. So first of all, it's going to be your 1099. But for a lot of dancers, you're probably not getting issued a 1099 from your club. So you have to pretty much create your own tax documents. And this is a lot about what I talk about on my social media. If you're earning all of your income in cash are on you know third party payment platforms is that you have to keep track of all that stuff. So if you're getting a 1099, you need 1099s from all of your platforms. And that would be that's your gross and then we'll take your expenses against it to get your net. So first would be 1099s if you have any W-2s from your day job or any other you know side job that you have going on to file your actual tax returns, we need your ID front and back for e-filing and then your organized business expenses. And then there's a, there's been a million tax documents that you could have. You have tuition statements, retirement statements, all kinds of stuff. But you can actually log into your IRS account and you can see what documents have been issued to you that year. So that way, in case you're missing anything, it's all on the IRS website.
0: Always carry in case there's cake. Bladesforbabes.com products are intended to protect you while also being cute as fuck. Whether you just started your collection or just need something pretty to open your packages with, we have something in store for you. Hand packaged by my stellar team, we infuse every knife order with Bad Bitch Vibes guaranteed. Stay safe and sexy at BladesForBades.com. So the fun
1: part that I'm excited to talk about is... Write-offs. That's a write-off.
3: That's a write-off? Yeah. Do you even know what a write-off is? Uh, Yeah. It's when you buy something for your business and the government pays you back for it. Oh, and who pays for it?
2: Nobody.
1: You write it off. And I think this can be a very blurry gray area because you have girls saying, I just wrote off my new tits and my new ass and my lashes. And then you have girls that are like, no, what, what have I heard? It has to be able to physically be taken off when you're done working. So that's a a gray area. But then there's the plethora of like sex toys and camera equipment. So I first and foremost want to know if surgeries and certain beauty treatments, like how write offable are these, you know, getting your nails done, your hair, like all the things that we are so excited to write off.
2: All right, let's take it from the top. Surgeries, injections, not a write off. I'm just the messenger people. (laughs) <laughs> if, it's, if it's part of your body, you can't write it off. And everyone's going to say, wait, I know one time the IRS allowed a dancer to write off her fake tits. True. She had like a 56 double J, something that was like a fetish size. And it actually went to court. And the IRS was like, OK, this is clearly a fetish. This is not something that you would do for your day to day life. So we'll let you write it off. But at your standard injections, BBLs, lip fillers, med spa treatments, massages, facials, not a write off. Even waxing is like I wouldn't usually take it from my clients. So I have an
1: interesting question because let's say Johnny wants to for me to go get my nails done and while I'm getting my nails done I'm taking pictures of my toes. He might be buying the nail polish for me. I'm going to end up taking the flip-flops I wore and mailing them to him because I'm technically using Or, you know, using the salon as a workplace.
3: Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahemp. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahemp's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High love gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC. These gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. VIA offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs, whether you prefer a subtle 2 milligram dose or a bolder 50 milligram kick. Vaya has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top, you can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Vaya ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp because you deserve nothing but the best goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. 21 and up only. That's viahemp, v i i a h e m p.com and use code goddess at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show
1: experience under my business with that somewhat more categorized as a business expense versus doing it just for self pleasure
2: definitely yeah so some things can go either way so pedicures and manicures can in some events be a write off in in this situation i would say it is a write off that's a write off if you're working in a club and they mandate you to have acrylic nails that's a write off otherwise i would say just do press ons if you are a model and you're getting A certain set put on in preparation for a photo shoot, that's a write-off. If you're getting red, white, and blue nails before your 4th of July photo shoot, that's a write-off. Every time you get your red nails done, harder to justify. So this is why it's important that you talk to an accountant.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm thinking with, with OnlyFans photo shoots, if you are
1: consistently getting your hair and nails done to shoot at home, to create a product that you are selling. In my eyes, that would be more right offable if you are intentionally doing these OnlyFans photo shoots with what you're doing to manicure yourself.
2: I agree. Yeah. And then in the event that you're ever audited, you would be as specific as having your receipts for your manicure and then being able to produce the photos that you took afterwards with said manicure, like within that time span. That makes sense. So,
1: I think sex toys are definitely write offable, would we say? Definitely write off, not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, just like any photography business, your camera equipment, your computers, business, MacBooks, webcams, tripods all the tech that you are using to produce a product or or within your service that is bringing in income. Just like you said at the beginning, whatever you spend money on that's going to make you more money that you are claiming is a write-off. Are there any other write-offs off the top of your head that you talk about a lot with your clients? Yep, video editing software,
2: iCloud storage. Mm -hmm. If you're paying um, for any sort of like graphic design thing, I got a whole list here. Costumes, this is another gray area, right? So it's anything that you cannot wear in your day-to-day life, the IRS would consider to be your uniform. So any customs that you're purchasing for clients, definitely a write-off. Any lingerie, all of that's a write-off, definitely. It starts to get to be a gray area when it's like a mini skirt that you could wear on TikTok or you could wear it on the street. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's kind of a gray area, but definitely anything that you can't wear in your day-to-day life, write it off. Toys and props, definitely. And this is also kind of niche specific, which is why it's important to have an accountant, hopefully one that's you know open-minded. You can have like an open conversation with someone who understands the industry, because depending on what your niche is, is going to really heavily influence what your write-offs are. For example, if you are a feedism model, the food that you consume on camera is actually a supply and not a meal mm-hmm. because you have... That's part of your business is to consume food on camera. If you're a suicide girl, your tattoos and piercings are a write-off because you have to maintain a certain aesthetic, but if that's not your niche. Then body modifications would not be a write-off And the list goes on and on and on, depending on, you know, your write-offs would be very different from fitness influencers write-offs versus this and this and this. Um, so I'll just go through the list of like overarching write-offs that I see. And then if anyone has any other questions, you can email me. Paid promo. So that's like, you know, shout out for shout outs. I don't really understand how this whole thing works. I know there's like Telegram has a whole whole world of paid promo. But even if you're just cash apping someone to shout you out, it's a write off. Same with uh, dry cleaning, LLC formation, like we said, tax preparation, um, your miles. If you're driving to photo shoots, if you're driving to collabs, if you're flying, that's all a write off, including your hotel. Business meals are a write-off, but a business meal would be if you're meeting with your manager to discuss business, if you're meeting with a collab to discuss business, that's a write-off. Not every time you get Uber Eats, not everything that you consume is someone who is self-employed and Mm -hmm. meals cannot be like prepared. It can't be like a meal service. It has to be like literally sitting down in a restaurant. Also, whatever you're paying your assistant is a write-off and same with like, you know, whatever you're splitting with collabs, also a write-off. For in your case, your shipping would be a write off if you're shipping stuff to people. Also, educational ebooks and courses are a write off. Would that make your products a write off to your listeners? Love that. Use code SLUT at professionalgoddess.com.
1: Even I remember yeah. the year I, I made quite a bit of change. We were looking at, you know, what, uh, what could I purchase to. Help, you know, get this income,
2: you know, more expenses to make the income look more um yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, you get taxed on your net income. So that's your gross income, less your expenses is your self-employment net income. That's what you get taxed on. In some cases, like if you go viral on TikTok one month and you make three times what you usually make, you may need to take more expenses than you normally would to get that self-employment number down. So here's an example that I can think of off the top of my head that I had for a client. She made $250,000 and she had $6,000 in expenses. <laughs> for that situation, I would say you should take more expenses because you're going to get taxed on so much more. So we we amended her tax return and we saved her 25 grand. But mm-hmm. you also don't want to just have a bunch of expenses so your net income is low so you don't have to pay taxes. If you made $250,000, but you have $220,000 in expenses. You're only showing 30000 on the books. And that's not going to help you get a loan, get a car, get a mortgage. So in some cases, you do want to take more expenses. And in some cases, you want to be very careful about how many expenses that you're taking.
1: Yes. And we started talking about a SEP IRA. I think it's called a Roth IRA, but different savings accounts, retirement accounts that you can move some of them. um, Let's see, there's a health savings account. So you can move a chunk of money in there that will not be taxed. And again, when you're trying to get this net number lower, it could possibly be because you're trying to get in a lesser tax bracket, because you would be taxed less if you're showing less. But again, you want to do it the right way. You don't want to just blow money. If you're going to decide to invest in something for your business, you want to make sure it's going to bring in healthy profits and not just screw your business over. Uh, I, I remember asking my accountant, well, in my film room, I could just buy one of those automatic beds that goes up and down. They're like six grand. And he's like, I mean, you could, but that six grand might be really great for, like you said, some editing software or doing some paid promo, you know, some things that can really help establish your business long-term. But do you have any thoughts about the SEP IRA, the Roth or health savings accounts to kind of move some of your income in to help with your taxes?
2: So I will say that I'm not a financial planner. I'm like taxes is more of my forte, but I, I work with a lot of financial planners. So I would say, you know, SEP IRA is probably the way to go. That's an easy one. You can max it out. I think this year it's, it just maybe it's over 58,000. So depending on how much you're making, that can be a very healthy tax savings for you. And you can set yourself up long-term. You can actually have a retirement plan. And this goes for dancers as well. Even if you're making all of your income in cash, you have the opportunity to set up a retirement plan. You have a legitimate business.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. Start even thinking about stocks or investing your money in real estate. Like Just imagine being able to put money down on a property and you start airbnb it. All of a sudden, you have some residual income coming in and you can also use that property yourself once a month to film content or do collabs. And all of a sudden that's a write off as well and then let's go ahead and make your real estate company its own business with its own payroll like there's so many so many great opportunities from saving your money and investing it properly to really set yourself up for long-term wealth so that you can eventually remove yourself from your business or step away if you don't want to be doing this forever, which I mean you totally could. We got MILFs making lots of money, but it's definitely something to consider just like any other job. But
2: back to why you wanna why you wanna even file taxes. If you don't claim all of your income, you won't even have the opportunity to invest because you don't have that much money in the books. Mm-hmm. You know, you can qualify for like the stimulus payments. If you didn't file your taxes and you wouldn't have been able to get the stimulus payments, there's different tax credits. If you have children, you can get a ton of money back. But you'd have to file and claim your income. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, speaking of claiming income,
1: let's talk about these apps like Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle. I think this year's the first year that Cash App is actually sending documents to anyone who has an account. And again, at first, you know, you get that $100 Cash App, you're like, ooh, that $100 is mine. And it's like, nope, we are claiming that. How are we going to do this with these forms of payment that we're taking in via virtual transactions?
2: Yep, it's claimable. It's it's claimable. It's taxable. You definitely want to claim it. And this is the first year, like you're saying, they're going to issue 1099 Ks, and that's going to be for Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, the whole nine. And this is what I see a lot with dancers. A lot of a lot of dancers are running their whole small business through their personal Cash App. They have thousands of dollars of activity running through it. You're going to get a 1099 for that. So yeah, however you're earning, you know, if you're getting tips on Twitter through Cash App or tips at the club on Cash App, you should have a separate Cash App account that's linked to your business bank account. Gotcha. So with sugar babying, gifts are taxable. So if they give you a fucking Rolex, what do we do? It's taxable income. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. I know. It's taxable. Yeah, same thing. I have I have you know clients that are getting houses purchased for them, vehicles, $100,000 wire transfers. There is a gift exclusion. So of up to $16,000, a gift exclusion. It usually would be taxable to the donor, like whoever is actually giving the gift. But this is an exchange. It's an emotional exchange. And again, it's a small business. And if you claim your income, then you can take your business expenses against it. And you can have money on the books and it can help you long-term.
1: All right. Remember that slut 16 K remember that number. <laughs> so let's talk estimated tax payments in, in quarterly filings. I remember the first year my biz- my square business was very profitable and my fucking tax payment was in the high five digits. And I was like, what the fuck? And my accountant said, all right, it's time to do some quarterly filing. So this means we're going to pay the IRS quarterly four times a year. So if you were to pay that 10,000 four times, that's 40,000 already sent to the government. So when tax season comes around, there's just there might be a little extra you have to pay versus paying it all at once because who knows where your business is going to be when tax season comes around and that could be extremely detrimental and then you're on payment plans and then monthly you're paying the IRS for years back and it's just a whole shit show so how could we set up quarterly filings even ourselves because I believe there's a way to do that yourself
2: yeah it sounds much more intimidating than it really is first of all like it's mm-hmm. it's it's not that scary so it's based off of last year's numbers So let's say last year you owed $1,000 to the IRS. This year, the IRS is anticipating $250 from you per quarter. That's what you have to pay in to avoid any underpayment penalty fees. If you are making way more this year than you did last year, It may be beneficial for you to pay in more, but you don't get any extra points for doing so. It's just that you're helping yourself so that you don't owe, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. five figures in one lump sum at the end of the year, and you're getting ahead of your taxes. If you don't pay your estimated tax payments, there is a fee, and it's based off of what you would owe the IRS. Gotcha. But you can actually just pay them right on the IRS website. And you can pay them right on your state website too, or your accountant can have them automatically withdrawn from your account. Yes,
1: yeah, so they can automatically be withdrawn. I think my accountant even gave me like a, some check statements with the mailing address of the IRS. So like these, they were already prepped. I had four of them. So I set a date in my calendar, went to write the check, put it in this envelope and just send it. And it was really easy. So my bookkeeping software, I used GoDaddy accounting and I was really happy with it because it automatically could categorize things for me. And I had a lot of rules and automations. And then out of the blue, they were like, we're no longer going to be an accounting software anymore. Sorry, good luck. So what would you suggest to the community for software that can help track and categorize their expenses, especially if there's a lot happening so that they can present their accountant
2: or do it themselves when tax season comes around. Yep, so you can really use any method that works for you. There's not one way that's really better than the other. I have clients that write all their expenses down on paper and they send me a picture at the end of the year. If that works for you, do it. Um, Most of my clients use a spreadsheet. They go through their separate Bank account. They're going through their their bank statements and they're pulling those numbers out. They're putting them on spreadsheets. You can also use something like QuickBooks, Self Employed, or True Bill, know there's a ton of apps like that where you can hook them directly to your bank account and it'll mostly categorize them for you. And then at the end of the year, you can just go and kind of tweak it and then give the totals to your accountant. But it's whatever system works, whatever system works for you. But I think a program where you can just kind of set it and forget it is is definitely the best. I okay. think. QuickBooks Self Employed is the industry standard.
1: Industry standard. I'm gonna write that one down. I've been square. I've been scared to use QuickBooks. I hate spreadsheets. I don't know how compatible it is with a MacBook, but I just I got to take this transition. And it's one of those things where again, it starts to feel like work, and you're like, oh yeah, this is a job. Even though masturbating is so much fun, I have to fucking dig through spreadsheets. So I'm
2: still got to do my fucking bookkeeping. <laughs>
1: I'm like, where's the sub that will do my bookkeeping for free? <laughs> He's somewhere.
2: I'm sure you could suggest that.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll manifest that. So tell me about some of the discounts that you have for your services and what's on your website, because I know so many listeners are ready to take a look at these free spreadsheets you have and possibly become a client of yours if you're available now.
2: Yes. I'm always accepting new clients. You can... You know, visit my website. I have a whole list of FAQs, which is like what I've, what everyone has asked me in all my consults. I've put a lot of that right on my website. I also have several eBooks. I have eBooks for OnlyFans models and for dancers. I also have a network security eBook. If you're wondering like best practices to protect your digital business, I, I partnered with a, a network security expert so that has a lot of tips in there. I also have an Ooh. eBook for accounting for OnlyFans couples. If you're not married and you're making a lot of content with your partner, there are some accounting nuances that I explain in that ebook. And then, like you said, I have free spreadsheets for both dancers and for OnlyFans because your uh, expenses do vary a little bit. And then, yeah, I have a 25% discount code uh, for all of your listeners, for my consults, and for all of my digital products until the end of the year. Taxes can be scary and overwhelming, but... It doesn't have to be like that. I can help you. I'm nice.
1: Gosh, no words for the amount of gratitude. I I say it day in, day out when people ask, why I do this show for free? And I'm just like, because there's such a lack of educators in this community who like there's no school for this. There's no degree to become a sex worker. And it's one of the most gruesome, not gruesome, that's a bad word, but it's one of the scariest jobs to start because you can be at such risk for harmful behavior like being blackmailed and doxxed and just your security and well-being in general because there's just a lot of scary people on the internet. So I have so much gratitude for you just taking a stance in the community and saying like we deserve rights, we deserve help and it's just, it's such a blessing. So, everyone, 25% off any consult until December 31st, and 25% off the ebooks. I'm gonna have all those codes linked in the description. If you want to see more of The Only Consultant, she is on TikTok, she's on IG at the underscore, only underscore consultant. You can also check out her website, theonlyconsultant.com. Shoot her an email, shoot her some love notes, contact at theonlyconsultant.com. And she just started a telegram group chat, which is the only consultant. So what is next for you? What is what are your goals and dreams doing this? Where where are we gonna see you just climbing
2: the ladder of success next? Oh, great question. Well, first I want to blow this shit up. I want to make, I want to actually hire sex workers later, like as I continue to grow. So I want to like staff my whole company with hot girl content creators basically. So that's, that's step one. I just want to keep growing, starting other businesses. I also have a branding company. I'm also a wedding officiant. One of my friends Ah. asked me to officiate her wedding and then it's kind of like spawned into a separate business. So I'm also available to officiate your wedding if anyone wants (laughs) I'm just kind of like a serial entrepreneur, though, which I see in you.
1: No, that's amazing. You definitely are dubbed a slutrepreneur, and we are so happy you're here. I can't wait to see the ripple effects just from this episode alone. So
0: thank you again for being on the show. It was so wonderful having you.
2: I certainly appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much
0: it's the end of the show so time to plug myself and pay some bills so lube up if you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. my youtube mentorships ebook series and everything else is linked in the description of this episode as always and remember every time you leave a five-star review a sledgepreneur has an orgasm so keep the big o's coming Connect with your fellow girl gang in the Sluttrepreneur Squad Facebook group at cehose.com. That's cehose.com. You can also just search Professional Goddesses in the Facebook search bar and it should come right up. Plus, we have a Discord chat, which is our triple X chat to help our fellow sluts out. You can get this link through the Facebook group or just shoot me an email. We'll get you in there. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me... Follow my free only fans at RebeccaBlue with 2Ks and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Now, all you have to do is put in onlyfans.com backslash my username. I also offer shoutouts, which can be purchased at rebeccablue.com or just private message me on OnlyFans. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. Go make that money, honey. I'll see you queens next Wednesday. Bye.